0: Auburn's Weagle 91.1 FM presents The Scoreboard with your co-hosts Bay Marks and Jacob Hillman. Your calls are welcome at 334-844-9345. Follow them on Twitter at JacobHellmanAU and at Bay underscore Marks. Now let's take a look at The Scoreboard with Bay and Jacob. Welcome into The Scoreboard. This is March. Bay Marks, as always, sitting alongside Jacob Hillman for a special episode of the scoreboard today here on WGL 91.1 FM, or if you're streaming live on WeagleFM.com. Jake, Jacob, excuse me, had a moment there. This is March. Indeed it is. And it is already mad out there.
1: Yeah, we're looking at the scores right now, and it, it. 12 seed Richmond, up five on Iowa with 6.35 to go. Georgia State, tied with number one overall seed Gonzaga, with 7.49 left in the first half. North Carolina, up 10 early on Marquette and
0: we're going to break it all down for you here on the scoreboard. We are four segments today. We're going to break down the four regions in the the NCAA men's bracket um, to see who is going to be taking it all home. Uh, Like Jacob said, already some finals uh, from this morning and this early afternoon, some games currently going on right now. Um, So we're going to go ahead and break it down with Gonzaga in the west, uh, the number one overall seed, like Jacob was saying. They are currently playing right now, and they are tied with Georgia State early on. Um, they're kind of the headline of this region. Um, other games in this region, one game already getting kicked off this afternoon. The eight and nine game between Boise State um, against Memphis, the nine seed. Um, Memphis taking that win 64 to 53. I think that was a game that was, you know, they always say the eight-nine games are are really a toss-up. 50-50. But yeah, that one was truly a 50-50. And um, Jalen Duran really prevailed in that game for the Tigers
1: yeah I really think that Memphis is setting themselves up for success if Gonzaga has a moment here against Georgia State where it comes down to the wire I don't think it will I think Gonzaga will figure things out at halftime and really come out swinging in the final 40 minutes and get a big W but if they have to battle it out this Memphis team is athletic And really fun to watch. It reminds you of that Alabama team that beat Gonzaga back in December. And I could see Memphis making a run at them, especially if Georgia State does the same thing.
0: Yeah, Memphis earlier today with the 11-point win. Um, I mentioned Jalen Dern. He had a double-double, 10 points, 6 rebounds. He was a monster down low. They were led, though, by forward um, DeAndre Williams. He had 14 points and 5 rebounds. Um, and then Amani Bates coming off the bench. He only had three points, but he was effective um, in this game today as well. So I agree with you what, what you said. Um, I think a lot of teams and a lot of fans this year in the college basketball world have called out Gonzaga, um, them sitting atop of the college basketball world, probably um, a fraudulent number one team overall. So I think Memphis could be that early test if they come out of their game alive early or right now today. And I'm not here to say that I think Memphis will win, but – if Georgia State is testing Kentucky, I
1: think this Memphis team is going to do exactly that. Yeah. Especially if Amani Bates decides he wants to play some basketball. Yeah. Look out if that happens.
0: I mean, Georgia State, they're up one right now. Chet Holmgren, he only has three points, but he has five rebounds early and two assists. Um, but for Georgia State, um, they are playing their hearts out. thats We've only seen one 16 seed defeat a number one seed, and it was Virginia losing to UMBC four years ago. Um, and that was the number one overall seed that year, too. So it, it's March. It can happen. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would say the difference is, is the difference in styles between Gonzaga and that Virginia team. That Virginia team is slow as day. And this Gonzaga team just isn't at yeah. all. They, 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 they like running it up the floor and they're not super fast. But when I look at that Virginia team, it's you think about those teams, you're like, man, they could lose to anybody. Yeah. This Gonzaga team, you don't think that about. You know, unless you're talking, okay, they play against nobody, sure. But I. This is
0: March. Somebody, a uh, particular Auburn Twitter account, who I will not name on this show, mit- or tweeted a picture of Jalen Durrin, and was like, y'all think Chet Holgram wants any piece of Jalen Uh I think that'd be a fun matchup to watch. It would be. It would be. But maybe take somebody off the number one overall pedestal that he's on. True. Uh, other big games in this region in the West where Gonzaga resides, the f- uh, 5-12 matchup, UConn and New Mexico State. Um, UConn, a team that beat Auburn earlier this year down in the Bahamas, and probably the best uh, college, one of the best college basketball games we've seen so far this season. Notre Dame's game last night with Rutgers is up there as well. Um, But UConn, a strong team from behind the arc with a powerful, powerful front court as well. Um, But they are in that elusive 5 12 matchup. And when Auburn was in the 5 12 matchup the year of their final four, you know what team nearly beat them in that matchup as a 12 seed? Mm, Who was that? New Mexico State. I think that those Aggies are. Not
1: gonna necessarily give UConn a big run because I just think that they're it's a different team. Uh, but I think that UConn's pretty good. UConn's pretty good. I I per, I personally am am picking uh, New Mexico State, but I just when I just look at it, it's just I I picked it because it's twelve versus five. Now I think I picked the wrong twelve versus five upset yeah. because I have Iowa uh, pretty deep into the tournament. <laughs> if uh, I say so myself, yeah, even over Auburn. So it's,
0: yeah. The spread is only six and a half this game in favor of UConn. Um, I have a few brackets where I'm, I'm like, you know what, like this could be the 5-12. Um, but after watching Auburn play UConn earlier this year and seeing some of the teams that UConn's played, um, I mean, they played Villanova close this past week. They've beaten Seton Hall. Um, they've played close against another tournament team in Creighton. They've had a lot of tournament experience against a lot of teams that are in the field. Um, New Mexico State just simply does not have that, so um that leads me to believe in most of my brackets, I'm like, I think the Huskies will probably take care of business. And I could see them being the ones that knock out Gonzaga. Yeah, for sure.
1: Not that I think that they match up well, but I think that Sanogo is a guy that can really work around the paint around Holmgren and Timmy. So that's obviously next week, and we'll be able to preview that matchup. We'll actually, like... Right now we're talking about this after it's all started. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll be able to preview all of that next week. Well, assuming I'm not
0: flying to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll make any assumptions. We'll there. figure it out. Um, another team that in my eyes that could really knock off Gonzaga if it wasn't to be UConn. Jacob would be the number four Arkansas Razorbacks. They are facing the 13th ranked or 13th seeded, mind you, uh, Vermont team in the West Region uh, to kick off the round of 64. This is a Vermont team um, that a lot of analysts, including Joe Lenardi, have given a lot of praise and possible upset bids towards the Razorbacks. And why wouldn't she? This Vermont team is a popular
1: pick right now, as you said, and I don't think that it's crazy to say it, but I also look at it as the fact that this Arkansas team got as hot as you could get at the end of the season, and then no one's talking about them because a Texas A&M team that also got hot happen to play them. You know, we haven't talked about the SEC tournament at all where Auburn fell to Texas A&M, and the next day Texas A&M beat Arkansas by 18. That, that that makes a difference. I think Arkansas is still one of the better teams one of the hottest teams in the country and just happened to run into another hot team in the SEC tournament to really kill their momentum.
0: Yeah, they had a tough uh, stretch to close out their season, like you said, games including uh, Kentucky, LSU, Tennessee, LSU again, and A&M. Four of the, or three of those four teams, all four of them should be tournament teams, but are tournament teams. Um, and they have one of the best guards in the nation in J.D. Notte. Um, Jalen Williams as well, one of the better forwards right now. He's had a phenomenal defensive season, Um, and I agree with you. This is a team that in a few of my brackets I have going to the Elite Eight where they were um, in previous tournaments and possibly making a Final Four run. Um, You never know, but I would not count out Arkansas. That's a sneaky team. As much as some people would hate to say it, they have a a very, very intelligent coach in Eric Musselman.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, the way he's built there – you're gonna see Arkansas fans in Buffalo. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not gonna be like Auburn and Greenville or anything like that, but it's gonna be enough of a showing where they feel the presence. And now with that being said, he was also complaining because hey, they're going to Buffalo and look who they're playing. They're playing Vermont. That's right. Like, Almost a home game that, for them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, the the, the fan base of is probably not even close to what Arkansas is, yeah. but nonetheless, I do think that Arkansas advances out of the first round.
0: Uh, first four end game last night, like I mentioned earlier, with the Notre Dame Rutgers game. Notre Dame on uh, St. Patty's Day it was officially comes away with a double overtime win. Uh, Mike Bray saying that's one of the greatest college basketball games he thinks he's ever been a part of and even seen. Um, but they're moving on as the 11 seed to face the Jekyll and Hyde number six seed Alabama Crimson Tide. I like that, um, this could be potentially interesting for a Crimson Tide team, Jacob, who has had, like I said, a Jekyll and Hyde really up-and-down season? What Alabama team shows up is the question.
1: And I think that Notre Dame, everyone talks about, you know, pulling for all those overtimes when you're playing them, but I don't think that matters as much. I mean, playing an extra 10 minutes, that does, yeah, that that does matter a little bit. That's a whole quarter of basketball. Now, with that being said, I also think it gives you time to figure things out. They are going up against a Rutgers team that was just making threes, and they were also making mistakes, which – is kind of what Alabama does. They make threes and then they make mistakes. That makes you wonder, what what is this team doing? I think that Alabama does get past Notre Dame. But, man, I think this is going to be one of the better games of the tournament.
0: Yeah, I think Alabama Alabama handles business with Notre Dame. Um, I agree. I think it could be an interesting game. I think Alabama is in one of their low points of the season. But I agree with the statement you made earlier. This is a team that, I mean, beat Gonzaga earlier this year, beat Baylor. Could have beat Auburn at Alabama. Um, they have several ranked wins, and it's just, like you said, who shows up? So they could be an Elite Eight team, a Final Four team, maybe two. Um, but they could also be out in the round of 32. So we'll just have to see. Moving on, Texas Tech, who lost in the championship uh, game for the Big 12 in their tournament against Kansas. They are moving on as a three-seed against Montana State. Should be a pretty easy pick and an easy game for the Red Raiders. Yeah,
1: I, I think so as well. Uh I really like Texas Tech. Yeah. As you said, they won a few years ago. This year, they lost Chris Beard to the Longhorns. but I think Mark Adams is a better coach. Yeah, I think Mark Adams has the brains. He has what it takes to take this Texas Tech team to the promised land. So, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. This is my
0: team that's coming out of the West. Yeah, Texas Tech is a team that is guns a-blazing. Um, they swept Texas this year. Uh-huh. They, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they swept Texas this year. Um, they have several key Big 12 victories. And and like I said, the, the Big 12 was a under-the-radar conference this year. I mean, they're traditionally a powerhouse conference in basketball, and recent years the talks have been the SEC, the Big 10. But mind you, there's still good teams coming out of the Big 12, and um, Texas Tech is without a doubt one of them. That's a team for me as well that can go back to the Final Four like they did the year that Auburn was there, um, and I still have a little bit of salt in my tongue, so I'm just going to say Auburn would have yeah, beat them. That year. <laughs> yeah, we'll just move on. Um, like, like Bruce said this morning. He, yeah, he, I,
1: I assume you I saw that yeah, quote. Yeah,
0: we're we're not waking up thinking about it every morning. No, not at all. But only when it's brought up. <laughs> yes, seven versus ten, Michigan State and Davidson respectively. Um, honestly, Jacob, in my personal opinion. This could potentially be a, one of the best round of 64 games. Yeah, um, a Michigan State team who was really up and down, but is kind of fighting their stride as March um, as March pushes on, um, but a strong Davidson team who is capable of doing more than you think. Yeah, it's a team that
1: shoots extremely well, 55% inside the three-point line and top 10 nationally from beyond the arc, 38.6%, which is really good. But for me, January February is oh. So. <laughs> I've got to go. It spreads. It does. Uh, Michigan State. I, th- I think they're still a good team. That you know, you don't have any. You don't have that superstar. You don't have you know a Draymond Green or Denzel yeah. Valentine or anything like that. And you're not playing in East Lansing.
0: True. They, they're, Where they're is this factor there? not um, say yeah. on here. I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah, it, it's 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 something that I don't think matters that much. To be honest, I think that Michigan State still comes out on top.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of guys making their first. First uh, appearance in the NCAA tournament. So this is a game, though, for me. Like it's almost in my eyes a eight nine. Like I have several brackets where I'm like, Davidson wins this game. Davidson or Michigan State, whoever wins that, could possibly upset Duke. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it for me, it depends on
1: how they look. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, I need to see them play each other. This will be a competitive
0: round of sixty four. Right
1: now, yeah. The issue, like, look at this. Duke, Duke six and nine in their last fifteen Big Ten games. That's yeah. that's tough, and I think that they can bounce back though.
0: Duke, the two seed in this region to round this region out before we go to break. Facing off against 15 seed Cal State Fullerton. Um, obviously, can't go on the segment without mentioning Coach K's last run uh, into the big dance. Um, and this should be pretty easy for them. Key should be. But wasn't that North Carolina game supposed to be easy? It was. And wasn't that Virginia Tech game supposed well, to be
1: easy? And those games were about who? They were about Coach K. And this is also about Coach K. So... Just look at the ticket prices for Sunday. Uh, if you're an Auburn fan trying to get to Greenville, ridiculous. you're going to be paying a lot for Sunday. <laughs> yeah, an arm <laughs> and a leg. With that being said, I don't think Duke loses this game. I think no. Cal State Fullerton is a good enough team to show them something in the first half, but Duke's just too talented. Apollo, A.J. Griffith. I mean, just too, look at all the, look at those names. Wendell Moore Jr. It's Wendell Moore Jr.'s first time in the big dance, which is crazy to think. He's been there for a while, but obviously the tournament got canceled two years ago. Duke didn't make
0: it last year, but here they are. I think Duke makes it to the Elite Eight. I, I think they get to the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight, but they're not a they're not a Final Four team in my mind. No, um, they're, not. they're they're an inexperienced team in the Big Dance, I should say, with COVID um, and also with guys like Paolo and all of them. Um, Bancaro hasn't been to the Big Dance, of course. So, I, like I said, they win the first two rounds, they get out of this week, but the next week's a question mark for me. So, your team coming out of the West? My team coming out of the West is going to be Gonzaga. Yeah, I've got Tech. Yeah, I I just, just until I see somebody prove me wrong with them, that's who I got to roll with. Understandable. That is the West Region for the NCAA Tournament. When we come back, Jacob and I will break down the South Region leaded by One Seed Arizona. This is the Scoreboard's episode of March Madness on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thank you for tuning in to the Scoreboard with Benny Marks and Jacob Illman. You can find the Scoreboard podcast on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to the Scoreboard on WEGL 91.1 FM. We're streaming at WeagleFM.com. I'm Jacob Hill. And sitting alongside Bay. March, futures, March Madness. Because this is March. This is March. We sleep in May. We just talked about the West bracket. Bay has Gonzaga coming out of the West. I have the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now we move on to the South region. The number one seed there is the Arizona Wildcats. Two games already wrapped up in the South. Michigan getting it done, coming back after a halftime deficit. Over Colorado State to win by twelve. Tennessee never a doubt wins by thirty two. Or excuse me, yes, thirty two over Longwood. Yeah, I, you know I had to question myself. It took usually. you a second, but I'm, I'm not a big numbers guy. Yeah. Anyway, let's look at the rest of the match. as yes, We'll start up at the top. Number one, Arizona, a team that built its way up to that one seat throughout the year. Didn't really, uh, I, I wouldn't say was someone that people were talking about all year long, because the Pac-12 was it was interesting, uh, but here they are, because obviously last year they had to fire their coach, and now
0: it's Tommy Lloyd. They just kind of bobbled around in the top 10, really. I mean, they, they didn't really do anything crazy. They kind of just they held their ground. They did what they needed to do, um, and they came back and beat UCLA in the Pac-12 title game, um, So, and they played solid basketball. Um, that was the thing for me. Um, of course, I have them beating Wright State, but um, in terms of how far they go in the tournament, for me, it's it's because they play solid ball. So uh, I like the Wildcats. Yeah, and it's something that
1: their defense, I think, will carry them a little bit. Uh, in the Pac-12, you don't see a lot of that, but here they are with the defense. And, and I really just don't see the 16 seed, uh, that they are Wright State. They had, they had a battle against Bryant, and I don't think it's going to happen. Moving on to Seton Hall, TCU, a Big East, Big 12 matchup, the 8-9. As we were talking about, it's a coin flip with these 8-9 matchups, and this feels like another coin flip, Seton Hall. Uh, they, they're, they went 8-2 and two over the last 10 games uh, entering the Big East tournament, but uh, I, I think that it's a team where TCU also in the Big
0: 12 got tested more, and it will show here in March. Uh, and that, that's why I'm going to pick TCU, for the for the reasons that you just mentioned. Um, they're battle-tested. Um, I like who they've played more. Um, I, I like them in this game. Now, Seton Hall, again, 8-9 is always the, like Jacob said, flip of a coin. So you're really not going with the wrong choice here. Some games you can make a wrong choice. But this game, for me, it's I'm going to flip on the side of TCU. Yeah,
1: and with that being said, it's another – this is a TCU team that's similar to Alabama where they lose to these bad teams, but they beat – Texas Tech and Kansas. Yeah, that is how they're in the tournament was getting big wins over that. So if they do get past Seaton Hall, look out, Arizona. Who knows? We'll see. Moving on to the five twelve in this region, two oh five. Two oh five. UAB Jelly Walker <laughs> up against a Houston team. Now many are calling under number two in the net, number top top three in a bunch of metrics. But here they are as
0: a five seed. Yeah. In the South. Now this, you know how they say like when it comes March, it's like. The the upset that everybody picks is the upset that never happens. True. This would be the one. Um, a lot of people like UAB, and for good reason. Like Jacob said, Jelly Walker, the hottest scorer in the nation right now. I mean, at the guard position, he's just been unstoppable. Andy Kennedy has done great things at UAB since arriving there. Um, obviously, he was a former Blazer. And I want to pick my hometown Blazers with everything in me. I didn't even make a bracket with him winning it. How dare I? But... <laughs> i'm going with houston um i think they're a team that's gotten better they're two in the net like jacob said they in my opinion they're underseeded. they're only a five um and that's a team coming off a of final four last year um so i, I like houston this game that and yeah that's exactly what's scary is being underseeded, coming off a of final four they have a ginormous chip on their shoulder i think
1: that that does make a difference but for my hometown team I'm um, picking the Blazers. 12
0: Gang over green, 5. That, that's, that's
1: my 12-5. Hey, let me tell you, tomorrow night, the, the night cap is good. UAB Houston, and just 30 minutes later, you got Wisconsin yeah. playing. Wisconsin-Colgate, we'll get I to that. Be, but like, I will be locked into that. <laughs> that's going to be a good locked matchup. Locked um, But, yeah, th- I mean, this is a team that won the AAC regular season and tournament crown. Not even a really a big deal. Lost just two games this December 11th. One of them, I yeah. believe, was to Alabama. So, yeah. That is the 5-12. I Magic hope I'm up. wrong about UAB.
0: Right, I hope bro. I
1: am. Yeah, Illinois Chattanooga. We all saw how Chattanooga got into the tournament yeah. with a crazy buzzer beater to win its conference, and then Illinois, obviously, with the powerful Kofi Coburn.
0: Yeah, and I saw the Chattanooga shot live. That was nuts in, was front, of, in front of my 90 year old great grandmother. Oh, yeah, she's okay. She is okay. Yeah, she's built for March. Um, but point being, watching that game, I realized it's because they're part of the Southern Conference. I just this is, again is that upset that a lot of people are like well watch out for chattanooga like i mean they could give illinois a run for their money but kofi cockburn the way illinois has played against the field of the big 10 this year i like them
1: yeah yeah absolutely i i like i like illinois deep
0: i've got illinois uh going to the elite eight and beating uab in the round of 32 yes absolutely yeah
1: (laughs) yeah no uh, yeah see one game uab all right Kofi Coburn, not going to let that
0: happen (laughs) again. I I don't see... You get your one, and then you keep walking.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like Illinois beating Arizona in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Uh, But moving on to Michigan-Tennessee, two teams that won earlier today. Uh, Tennessee, one of the hottest teams in the country, one of the hottest picks to win the national championship out of the SEC. Michigan, a team I didn't think deserved to even be in the tournament. Yeah. They showed up today.
0: A Michigan team with a roller coaster of the past month that they've had, of course, starting with the you know, Jawan Howard altercation, then just the way that this season has gone, going from a top five team at the beginning of the season to unranked and finishing the way they did in the Big Ten. Um, I picked Colorado State to win. I, I'm not going to lie. And the way the first half played out, like yeah. Colorado State deserved to win that game. Michigan in the second half made their shots um, and they they made the plays down the stretch. Um, but like Jacob said, Tennessee right now, I mean, Oof. I don't think you could argue there's a team as hot as them in the nation. I mean, with the way they close out regular season play, the way they played in the tournament and the way they finished in the championship game against a Texas A&M team that was really hot at the time, they could be a Final Four team out of this re- out of this uh, region in the South easily. And the thing is, I
1: what I like about Tennessee is their shooting right now. I mean, scored eighty eight points on uh, on Longwood today. Listen, if Vescu is shooting six for ten and six for eight from three. Now, I am glad Auburn's not in that region.
0: Now, Chandler and Vescovi, for me, are what makes the difference for them. Absolutely. Their guard play, I mean, we saw the way that their guards played against Auburn. Granted, Auburn on the road to finish out the season wasn't great, but Auburn has some of the better guards in the SEC. That's what really impressed me about them.
1: Yeah, and I I really think that the guard play is why Auburn was unable to beat them. and And for um, for several minutes in that game back in February was just dominated. Yeah. I thought going in that game I thought the guards were, all Auburn's guards were going to step 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 up, but as we've seen it's been a little bit of a it's been a it's been a rut for those guards. Yeah. So, yeah, Tennessee definitely dominating with the guards and I think that does make the difference as well. Moving on towards the lower half of the bracket. 7 seed Ohio State against 10 seed Loyola Chicago Sister Jean back in the big dance. Chicago got a big win or lost to Auburn back in November in that battle for Atlantis
0: see and the question arises is does Loyola just get like are we just going to assume that they're going to make the tournament every year and make and win a few games like at this point I mean this is a consistent team that's always in the tourney sister Jean is praying hard but that's an Ohio State team that again could be sneaky out of the Big Ten they're a seven seed they didn't do anything crazy this year just another solid team but I picked Loyola Chicago. I, I like Sister Jean. I like them. I know they lost to Auburn down in Atlantis, but looking at their resume, I like the competition that they played even better than what Ohio State did against the Big Ten.
1: And, and I'll tell you something this should, this should tell you. I thought there were three teams that were kind of overrated out of the Big Ten. Michigan, Ohio State, and someone else. Uh, not Iowa. A, no, not Iowa, but it seems like they are as they are about to fall to Richmond. Yeah, 67-63 Richmond over Iowa. With two seconds left in the game. So that game is Tough just about seat. over. That's the twelve seed over the five seed today. Uh but back to Ohio State. You know, I just I don't know. It just it just didn't feel like they were good consistently this year. EJ Liddell, For sure. great player. Great player. Uh but I don't think he's enough. No. I don't think he's enough. I mean, you've got other guys uh in that league that I feel like performed way better than him. Coburn, Kiki Murray, uh Johnny Davis, Jay Nivey. So I, I like Loyola Chicago. Just, they're always going to get a win, it feels like.
0: Liddell and Williamson from Loyola Chicago. That's going to be the matchup to watch. Moving on to the two
1: seed. A team that also always finds itself here in March. Villanova against Delaware. What are we looking at from these
0: Wildcats? Uh, this is a Wildcat team who, I mean, every year they're in the tournament, or just it seems like. Uh, Jay Wright is insane. He's an insane coach. Um but this might be one of the better Villanova teams we've seen since the Natties, like back when they were beating North Carolina and the Natty a few years ago. Um, I, in a few of my brackets, I'm not gonna lie, I have the Wildcats going deep. Um, of course, I have them beating Delaware State. The key to them for me in the tournament, of course, Colin Gilepsy. Uh, I, I just cannot speak today. But anyways, all good. It's all good. He uh, is gonna be the difference maker for me. He, a guy, was injured, um, had to sit out last year due to injury. Um, I think him and the way Jay Wright coaches, I think that's what's going to be the difference for them getting deep into the tournament. Yeah, and
1: I think that, you know, Gillespie, it's a cool story too. Last year he had that injury that mm-hmm. if it weren't for the the COVID year that every player got. He'd be gone. He'd be gone. Yep. It would been He would have ended on an injury, which would have sucked for him. So I just really think that Villanova has a chance to make the run.
0: I've got him in the Elite Eight and the yeah. Final Four. I, I have them going that far in some of my brackets. I, I just, like I said, official man, prediction. Out of this region is Arizona. Um, I have Arizona and Tennessee in the Elite Eight, so Villanova to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, but Arizona in, in this region is just the way they finished, and, and watching them in that Pac-12 champ- championship comeback against UCLA, a UCLA team who we'll get into in a minute that was in the Final Four last year, that returned a lot of guys. Um, in, in my opinion, Arizona is just too strong not to pick. Yeah, I, but Tennessee. I mean, that's going to be a you know what of a game?
1: Yeah, for me, and that's the thing for me. I think the top four seeds are all capable
0: this, of really winning it. And hey, look out for Houston if they get past UAB. And that, my point being, and this goes without even you don't even have to say this. This is the toughest region. I agree. Bracket. I was gonna say it. Um, it, like you said, there's four or five of these teams in this this region that you could pick winning it all. And listen, and also Michigan. What what if they
1: just happen to be turning it on now? Just like a few years ago, they made a heck of a run. And Michigan I mean, beats Tennessee on Sunday or Saturday. Oh, man. Woo. I do Whoa. Social
0: see it media happening. might
1: break. I don't see it happening, but you never know. That was our analysis of the South Region of the 2022 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. We head to the East Bracket, where the one-seed Baylor Bears are. As you said, we were talking about UCLA a little bit of Final 14 from last year. You're listening to Scoreboard on WEGL 91.1 FM. We're already halfway done with the scoreboard on Weagle 91.1 FM. You can find more Weagle content at WeagleFM.com or on social media at Weagle underscore AU.
0: This is March, and this is the scoreboard on Weagle 91.1 FM, and we are back, Jacob Hillman and Baymarks, live from the Weagle Studios in the Harold D. Melton Student Center on Auburn University's beautiful campus. On this beautiful day, we didn't even mention the perfect weather outside right now. Yeah, I mean, usually I talk about, we're just so excited for March! 71, 72. With beautiful. a slight breeze, with not a cloud in the sky, maybe a few. Spring just a few days away. The March Madness gods blessed us with beautiful weather today. They did. They knew what's up. And a beautiful bracket, which we're going to get into. The East Region, headlined by number one seed Baylor, who took care of business against Norfolk State earlier. 85-49, to 49, just throttling that poor Norfolk State team. Um, they were led by Matthew Mayer. He had 22 points and 6 rebounds. The veteran guard. Um, He was really the difference maker for them after they had a slow start. Well,
1: also, let's give a quick live score update as Uh, Gonzaga's
0: only up two on Georgia
1: State at the half, uh, 35-33, and North Carolina, holy cow, are the Tar Heels going to be getting hot? They could be a sleeper. And if that happens, look at this run, because since we're talking about the East, look at this run Baylor could potentially have to run through. They might have to play in consecutive games, North Carolina, UCLA, Duke, and Kentucky. That's similar to what Auburn did on its Final Four journey back in 2019. And of course on, on the other
0: side you could let's see, is there another blue blood? Oh yeah, you could you they could play Auburn again. <laughs> blue bloods only. Yeah. Um but in another life score update, just to make it official, Iowa did just lose. Um so Second major, or second upset of the day, Richmond, the 12 seed, taking down Iowa. A 12-5 is going to happen. I would really hate it if someone had Iowa in their final four of the national championship. I mean, I'm not saying some, somebody in the studio right now had them as their national champion, but somebody in the studio. Uh, not quite. Uh, na- the runner's up. A runner up, sorry. Na- in the natty game, I'll say. I would, um, yeah, that would that would be terrible. But Richmond getting us kicked off with the first 5-12 of the, of the tournament, but... That's Your live score update. I'm sure we'll have another one by the time this show ends, anyways. Um, but J- like Jacob just said, the eight nine match between North Carolina and Marquette and North Carolina currently up uh 25 against uh them, uh, with 144 left in the first half. Um, so I, I think it goes without saying that game will probably be won by the Tar Heels,
1: but you never know. You never know. Here's what I'll say North Carolina, when they beat Duke the way they did. It turned something on. I mean, Tar Heels turned turn
0: something on. You mentioned it earlier. It was Coach K's night. I mean, the tickets for that game were more expensive than like nearly every Super Bowl in the past decade. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. they and they showed up and they were like, "Hey, like we're here too. Like this isn't Duke's game." Um, for me, really, the big difference with North Carolina um, is Baycott. Um, he has been an underrated forward. In the college basketball world, I think he's been up for a few awards this year. He already has almost a double-double in the first half. Ten points and eight rebounds. Well, he averages one per game, so. Yeah, so, I mean, this is is a guy that, in my opinion, when they go deep in the tournament, he's going to be somebody that they can play around. Well, they're also top 20 in three-point shooting, 37% from three. You got options
1: if you're North Carolina. I'm not sure what they're doing for three right now, but I bet it's pretty good. Yeah, as they almost have fifty. Oh, they do have fifty. I mean, by the half,
0: they're shooting forty-three percent behind the arc. There, there they made 10 threes in the first half behind yeah. the
1: arc. Ten of twenty-two. Listen, I I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I think Baylor is in good position to win to win on on Saturday, but could be the most watched round of thirty-two game. I like that because I think North Carolina, like I said, the ACC was terrible this year. Awful. Mm, yeah. And I think North Carolina was a team that just could not get anything going until the end of the season, but here they are with a chance to make some noise in March. Like, hey, you know, hey, what do you think about two one seeds going down on Saturday, dude? Like a like
0: a bulldog and and a bear. Three words: This is March. Yeah. Now I will say, in a few of my brackets, I do have North Carolina pulling a Baylor upset. I mean, you never know. St. Mary's in the 5-12 matchup of this region playing Indiana. Indiana coming in from the play-in game. Another team who uh, probably didn't deserve to be in there as much as an SEC team uh, with the Aggies as their mascot deserved to be in there. But um, some people are picking the Hoosiers to to win this game. But this is a St. Mary's team that faced Gonzaga, beat Gonzaga, who's the number one overall seed. Do you see St. Mary's being, you know, kind of brushed off by a lot of college basketball fans? I, I do,
1: and I'm not a WCC truther, but I think that two teams in that conference that are uh, capable of making runs in March are St. Mary's and Gonzaga. We're, we're going to get to San Francisco in a few minutes, but St. Mary's is a team that I like against Indiana a lot, and I like them even one more game a Ooh, lot. I like being either UCLA or Akron. Yes, I do, and I, you know, I hate doing it because I really like UCLA. But, man, I, I just— You never think. know with those WCCs. And that's what I'm saying. Randy Bennett, I mean, he won Coach of the Year over Mark Few. Yeah. There's a reason he did that. Is because he didn't have to win the WCC to get a five seed. Yeah. Get a five as, seed. As a
0: runner-up. So
1: In a conference that, obviously, a lot of people give respect to, especially the committee, but, you know, I, I just really like what uh, Matias Tass does. 55% from two this year. Uh, th- I think that's the key. That is the key for these teams— is those big guys that are so solid from inside the perimeter. That's something that Auburn's done really well this year. Uh, we're going to get to Auburn next segment, but I like St. Mary's getting to the Sweet 16.
0: Spread is 2.5 in their favor, but I'm going to go against them. I like Indiana and Trace Jackson Davis, I'm and I've said it multiple times, but I, I'm a huge resume guy in who you've played. That's just how, like, when I played high school basketball and baseball, you scheduled the best opponents to sharpen yourself. Bruce Pearl and Mike Burgermaster— you know how many tournament teams Auburn played this year? Yeah, a lot. Murray State, <laughs> Yale, um, Loyola, Loyola, Chicago, Connecticut. Chicago, Connecticut. So I, I'm going to pick Indiana for that reason.
1: Moving you know, on. And something else I'll say is what I like is that just St. Mary's, or uh, what I should say is Trace Jackson, I don't know if I was going there. Trace Jackson looks so good in that play in game that it could just spark something for Indiana. It but could. I still like St. Mary's.
0: UCLA and Akron, don't think there's a single bracket I picked Akron in. Just to say the least. I guess the question is, how far does UCLA go? But you yeah. just answered, you could see St. Mary's eliminating them in the round of 32. Yeah,
1: and I like, see, here's the thing. From what I've watched from UCLA, I like them, but not enough to string together a run. And I do think that uh, Johnny Juzang, he, he's still, eh, he's still, I don't know if it, if his ankle is still 100%. They say it's not a concern, but all it takes is just one little quick roll of the ankle and he's back out on the bench. Now, with that being said, I think Tiger Campbell has the capability to really run the offense without him, but I just like St. Mary's better with the inside threat that they have.
0: Yeah, I, I personally have UCLA um, moving pretty deep. I have them going to the Sweet 16 and then losing to Baylor. Um, but again, like I guys mentioned earlier, that's a team with a chip on their shoulder, went to the Final Four last year. Um, they're returning Johnny Juzang and several key guys who are a big threat offensively, and they like to shoot the deep ball. Um, and deep ball kind of gets you far in March sometimes. So watch out for them. Yeah. This is an interesting matchup the 6'11, Texas, and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, the champions of the ACC tournament. And Texas, um, a team with Chris Beard that probably fell low of his expectations in his first year. My Cinderella. I, I'm with you. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's up there. To the Elite Eight. Yeah. I, I like Virginia Tech to, to, for this upset, but you have the moving past possibly Purdue. Oh, or, yeah. or Yale? Okay. I've got him in the Elite Eight. Okay. I've got him. I've got him losing to Baylor. Uh I guess that spoils it.
1: Baylor is in is in my final four coming out of the East. I I just think that they're just a great team. Uh but Virginia Tech. I hate relying on teams getting so hot like this. But I mean, this team just feels different. Feels right. When they be Duke the way they did, what are you gonna do? When you have a guy come out of nowhere that's averaging five points per game and makes seven threes. Yeah. I got to pick them. I got to pick them to go deep. And with the way I have everything shaping out, I, I just think that, you know, Purdue, I like Jaden Ivey, but I also feel like I have another upset special down low. Uh, I just think that I, I, I just like Virginia Tech to stay hot until the Elite Eight.
0: I, I like Virginia Tech. Uh, a, they're hot. Uh, you can't can't cool a lot of people off in March, but Iowa's kind of proved us wrong there. But B, um, I, I don't think I have saw enough from Texas this year um, to really convince me that they can get past the, the first round.
1: Now, what I'll say about Iowa, were they hot or were they just not talked about until late? Uh, I think that's more of what I it was see, about I, yeah, Iowa.
0: You could see an argument for both. Um, but, yeah, you can't cool off a lot of teams in March. Uh, Purdue and Yale, again, Yale, a team that Oliver faced earlier this year, but you're facing a Purdue team who... Yeah, too big. Yeah, too big, too strong. I mean, solid inside and out. Um, I mean, led by Jay Nivey, like Jacob just said, who averages 17.5 per game. makers. But I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. I have Purdue going to the uh, Sweet 16 and then getting knocked out by Kentucky. Yeah, my my yeah, like I said, I got Purdue in the round of 32 and losing to Virginia Tech. I, yeah, it's I it seems like they do that every year, though. I've been
1: saying it other than the year of the final, uh, Auburn went to the Final Four, they made it to the Elite Eight. and yeah. lost to Virginia. Yeah, I look at it as I wouldn't want Auburn to play Purdue, but when they're on that side of the bracket, I'm like, I just don't see them going deep. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but. I love Jaden Ivey. I love Zach Eady. the the seven four center they have. Uh, I mean, averaging fourteen point six points per game is a seven four guy's big seven point six rebounds per game and a block and a thir- three tenths of a block as well. Just just a little bit behind uh, Walker Kessler. But this team also scores a lot. Eighty point seven points per game is seventh in the country, and I just think that falls off a little bit. Yeah. And I think that that's how Virginia Tech uh, gets the win over Purdue. Uh,
0: and I, I like I said. Purdue kind of, for me, every year, it's like a, a sweet 16 team, and it's like, oh, well, they, they're they out.
1: Yeah, and, so, and, and what I'll say about Yale is that when Auburn played them, they looked bad. Yeah. And they it, did yeah. not look good. No.
0: I mean, Auburn hated. Maybe the business. Ivy League's just a, it got a, got a down year this year. It could have been,
1: uh but also, you look at the Ivy League, they didn't even play last year. Yeah. So that's also part of it. They could have just taken some time to get things going. Yeah.
0: Moving on, Murray State, San Francisco. uh This one's pretty easy for me. I, I like Murray State. I mean, Two losses on the year. Um, one of the hottest teams in the nation. Tevin Brown, one of the best guards in the nation, in my opinion. And then the Auburn-Murray State Treaty. I mean, by, by contract, I'm supposed to pick Murray State. Of
1: course. Uh, but I do like San Francisco a little bit. I think now that Come top, on. Todd Golden's got an Auburn connection, too. Anyway. I know you like him. Yeah. That's I, a whole different l- route. Listen, uh, look down at the future when uh, Bruce Pearl's contract up. Mm, hello. Uh, anyway. I think that this is something where San Francisco is going to show life. you're not going to know any of the names that are ever said from that <laughs> team. But I think Tevin Brown's a little bit too much for San Francisco to handle yeah. and, and He was a lot at Auburn. He was. He was and and then of course like you said the peace treaty. Thank you Tevin Brown. He's the one that posted the final score and whatnot. I'm picking Murray State.
0: Moving on, Kentucky in the round of 64 facing St. Peter's. Kentucky easy, yeah. um, but that leads me to move on to the point. In my Elite A. I I have Kentucky facing off against Baylor, and I have Kentucky going to the Final Four. Mm. Reason being, A, what center in college basketball is better than Oscar C- C- Shibwe consistently? Nobody. You saw the way they played at Fogg Fieldhouse. I mean, they could play on the road. They could play neutral site, besides Auburn Arena or Neville Arena. Um, and when their guards are going with Ty Ty Washington and Xavier Wheeler and then Grady, when Grady's hitting those knockdown threes that he loves, there's not... I'd say there might not be a team in college basketball that can beat them when they're when they're clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I um, and I hate that tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth because of Cal Perry. But
1: funny funny thing, you got him in the final four. I've got him losing to Murray State. <laughs> I think Tevin Brown and that team. Wow! Listen, I'm not very confident in it at all, but because I think Sheboy might dominate. It. But I also could just see, I just think Murray State can outrun them can get him gassed and get him in foul trouble i think they're athletic enough to do that now that means she weighs also athletic i don't really have a reason other than i think tevin brown's gonna get hot and of course i think they i think they're gonna lose the virginia tech in the sweet 16 but i don't know i just got a weird feeling that this is a kentucky team that shows up they're gonna kill st peter's but it's just gonna fall apart Dude, on, I, on,
0: on on sunday i just like i can't physically force myself to like pick against him in a lot of my I brackets. I'm like, I'm like, cause if like if this team plays like they were, like at one point in the in the year, like, dude. On the other side of the break, we will break down the final region in the NCAA men's bracket, which includes your Auburn Tigers in the Midwest region. Jacob Hillman and Baymarks back on the scoreboard after this break. Thank you for tuning in to The Scoreboard with Baymarks Marks and Jacob Illman. You can find The Scoreboard podcast on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to The Scoreboard on WEGL 91.1 FM. It's been a fun day of hoops so far. I know this music. It gets the people going. I'm just going to let it play. <laughs> it's the best music ever. Jacob Hillman sitting alongside Bay March. Let's move on to the Midwest region of the bracket where your Auburn Tigers are. I know that's what I know that's where a lot of you are, are waiting for, but we had to save the best for last. Oh, of course. Peacock. Now I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. I had Iowa in the Final Four in the National Championship, and yeah, that that's dead. So <laughs> my whole bracket is just a wash. It's a complete wash. Busted. Not even looking at it the rest of the way. But with that being said, we're still going to talk about it. The number one seed here, the Kansas Jayhawks. I ain't respecting them.
0: I think they're the one they're the worst one seed. Uh, that's, and that's not a uh something I'd even argue. The only one I'd argue maybe Gonzaga, but I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that. I think I think that you were
1: I think you're off the grid arguing Gonzaga being the one the worst one seed. I, I still think that Baylor might be mm-hmm. I, I mean not right now, I'm saying no way Baylor's the first one seed, but anyway. Kansas faces off against Texas Southern. Obviously we're taking the the Jayhawks. Uh but as far as kansas goes i i just think that oh she's gonna take him only so far that 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 that's what i'm saying i mean it's
0: crazy that he's still here i mean they have a pretty favorable draw i mean if they win they got to face the winner of san diego state and creighton which creighton and san diego state are both solid teams that might be one of the better eight nine matchups we have i agree um but then after that i mean don't you have to face either richmond or providence um i mean LSU, Iowa State, Wisconsin, or Col- I mean, we'll get to those games. But this region is probably the f- most favorable region for a one and two seed with Auburn and Kansas.
1: Yeah, and and it's nothing to like you said. You've got the tough eight and nine opponents, but look elsewhere.
0: What is there another threat? I mean, Wisconsin. Maybe. I mean, if LSU like can somehow figure it out without Will Wade at the at the head of the team, then I'll see it. Yeah, so I see
1: it. Anyway, we'll go game by game as we have been. Uh, like I said, we are talk about Kansas a little bit. San Diego State, Creighton. San Diego State was one of the last undefeateds a few years ago with Auburn. It's a program that's been building up. Uh, been solid. At, it, it's faced Boise State twice in the yep. last six weeks, lost both times, 11-2 and two in those last weeks other than those games against Boise State. Boise State obviously fell to Memphis earlier today. And I think that the San Diego State team – I don't know they've got it against Creighton. Yeah.
0: Creighton is a very solid team. Um, a 50-50 throw up once again for me. I'm going to give it to San Diego State, though. Um, and Now, watch me be wrong, but I, I just like them in this matchup. Creighton dominated why. Providence Yeah, in the Big did. East tournament. Creighton, Creighton is also, again, another team that wh- if they were to beat Kansas, it's like, what? I mean, w- would it surprise me? I mean, yeah, but I mean— I think that the
1: issue with Creighton, I don't know how long they can sustain any success without Ryan Nembar. He suffered a season-ending wrist injury. So, I I have to say that Creighton's run ends against the Aztecs. Moving on to the teams that won today in the Midwest, Richmond and Providence. I mean, I really don't like either of these teams. Those dang spiders. I, I agree. I picked, I, I was thinking South, I, I projected Providence to win, but I really didn't have any confidence, and I thought South Dakota State would come out,
0: and they showed fight until the very end. And I don't even think it was, I mean, they did show fight, but I don't even think it was more so of Providence not being on their game. I mean, really watching Providence today, it's it's almost as if it's like, did did we kind of give them a little bit more of a cushion than we should have? Mm-hmm. Like, are they really a four? Should they have been a five or a six? Um, they got really high in the AP rankings this year at one point, I do remember, but again, like, they lost to Creighton. They've had several losses, so um, not not saying I didn't pick them to beat San Diego State. I did, um, but I like what Ed Cooley's building there. But yeah,
1: I just don't like them going much deeper in the tournament. I see them beating Richmond, but then after that, I mean, I see I had Kansas not making it to the Elite Eight, but now I
0: now I I do. Well, and it makes you feel better. I had Iowa in my Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, it doesn't. I, okay. Yeah, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> it doesn't help me. It doesn't make me feel better at all.
0: Moving on to the bottom
1: half of the brackets. LSU and Iowa State, obviously, LSU fired uh, Coach Will Wade after the notice of allegations was posted. We're going to see what the NCAA has to say about LSU. But right now, they're still in the tournament. They're still playing. Uh, no one's left it, no one's opted out or anything. LSU is playing in the tournament against the 11 seed Iowa State Cyclones.
0: And I'm going to pick LSU even without Will Wade. Iowa State hasn't been really a great team this year. They were under 500 in conference play in the Big 12. Um And, again, LSU with the late season win against Alabama. Um, they played well, in my opinion, against Arkansas, who we said earlier could make some damage uh, or cause some damage. So I like LSU, um, but I don't think they get past Wisconsin, who I have beating Colgate, obviously. I'm picking Iowa State solely on a
1: guess that LSU's not going to show up.
0: Because of the Will Wade situation. Right.
1: I, 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 I agree that Iowa State's not... That even of team. Last, like,
0: last year, Iowa State won two games. Well, true. But one thing I will say, if I were to pick against LSU, a reason would be they have no tournament experience. They they yeah, did not point. return a lot of guys besides Darius Days from last year's team that went to the SEC Championship and was in the dance. Yeah. Uh, and, and I
1: like Pinson, too, but not that much. No, Pinson – and here's the thing. Like, I'm kind of glad Auburn didn't even get Pinson. Mm, well, I, I think it worked out. With uh, Everyone can talk about the guards all they want these last few weeks, but look at the season, yeah, the full season. Yeah, so. It's been great. So – I'm mean, thinking Iowa State, just based off a guess that LSU's not going to show up. Moving to the opposite side of them, they're who they will play on uh, on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it is. Uh, Wisconsin, Colgate. This is the team. Wisconsin's the scariest team for Auburn to many folks.
0: Yeah, with and, Johnny Davis. And Colgate is a, a team that um, again another one of those matchups where a lot of the experts predict um, that upset to where, in my opinion, it probably won't happen. Um, Wisconsin, the regular season co Big Ten champs. Um, so they could potentially face against the regular season SEC champs in the Sweet 16. You remember when we played Colgate a few years ago and how bad they were? It's crazy to see what they're at now. Well, we were really good that year too.
1: Yeah, true. So <laughs> that that was actually uh, a year. That
0: that was the same game that was it the same game that uh, Samir Dowdy hit that yeah, uh, yeah the turnaround three yeah yeah the
1: <laughs> Colgate won their three conference tournament games by 54 points combined. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty solid. So, Wisconsin's yeah, it, got their work cut out. Dominant effort, but I do think Johnny Davis will be a little bit too much for Colgate in advance. Moving on to Auburn's round
0: of 64 and round of 32 matches. We'll start off with USC-Miami. This is a game, again, in a lot of my brackets, almost a 9-8 matchup where it's a 50-50 uh, toss-up for me. Um But in the bracket that I'm reading off of that I'm going to go by, I have USC, and a, I'm, I'm almost like, well, i want to pick Miami, but I'm going to be like, well, I want to pick USC. Um, Isaiah Mobley, I really like what he's done at the forward position. Um, He leads the team in points with 14.3 and and 8.5 rebounds per game. Um, I like them. They've been a little more consistent. Now, Miami does have wins against Duke this year, or a win against Duke this year, and they played solid in the ACC. But, again, they had a down year, so really kind of pick your poison with this game.
1: I really like USC, and I find USC to be the most threatening to Auburn. I know a lot of people are talking about Wisconsin, of course, talk about Kansas. I don't think it really means you're talking about Kansas, but I think USC with the size – if Mobley can can neutralize Kessler and Jabari, you know, assuming Auburn advances past Jacksonville State, then I look at that as you're relying on Wendell, you're relying on Katie, you're relying on Zep, even Flanagan, even off the bench, Jalen Williams and uh, and Devin Cambridge to really perform, and lately that hasn't happened. So that's why USC is most scary to me. I'm picking them to win, uh, win 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 tomorrow, and then I've got. Auburn obviously being Jacksonville State.
0: I do too, and I think this will be a tougher game than a lot of people anticipate, just because Bruce does have history um, with their head coach uh, from when he was uh, a single digit game. Yeah, so I mean, um, it's going to be close, and nobody on this Auburn team has March Madness experience besides Preston Cook and Chase (laughs) Mazdor. Wow. So wow, and I don't, I I don't even think uh, Mazdor will be. Well, he
1: be on? I guess he'll be on the bench. He'll be on the bench. Yeah, Um, Preston's scholarship now.
0: Now, I will say, I I have Auburn. I have Auburn in the Final Four, Yeah, um, and I'm knocking on wood because I don't want to jinx myself and then just like lose tomorrow. Um, But we'll be there, so we will do our best to pull them through. We we will be making the trip to Greenville early
1: in the morning. Also, if you're traveling there, there's there's a bridge closed down. I think about exit 137 on I-85, so if you're making the trip up, uh, find the detour and don't get stuck on that closed bridge. Uh, I had Iowa advancing out of this region over Auburn in the Elite Eight. So since that's not going to happen, I'm going to go ahead and change my pick. I think Kansas will make it to the Elite Eight against Auburn, and I'm picking Auburn to go to the Final Four, and then from there, I have them facing Villanova, and on the other side, Texas Tech and Baylor. Your Final Four, Bay? I have
0: Duke. I'm I'm sorry, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and Auburn. Okay, so So two ones and two twos. Yep. Okay, I like that. I think I think it's not a chalk year by any means, but I mean it's it's about as chalky as it's going to get. I'm picking Auburn to lose to Texas Tech in the
1: National Championship.
0: I'm picking Auburn to beat Gonzaga in the National Championship. Okay. I think Gonzaga might be one of the – I mean, if they are for real at that point, I think they might be the only team that could beat Kentucky. I picked Tech so many years in a row, they're due. That has been our March Madness special here on the scoreboard on WEG on 91.1 FM. If you miss any part of today's show, search wherever you find your podcast, the scoreboard, and hear it back. For Jacob Hillman, I'm Mark saying so long, and this is March. This has been The Scoreboard on Weagle 91.1 FM with Bay Marks and Jacob Hillman. Join us every Thursday at 4 as Jacob and Bay cover all the happenings in sports. You can keep up with all the great shows on Weagle by streaming us on our website at weglfm.com and following us on Twitter and Instagram at wegl-au.